Welcome to our live experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of our live Bible church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. I want to welcome all of you this morning to this amazing, amazing Alive experience online. We're going to have a fantastic time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before we go any further, let us pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. And we welcome you this morning into every single home. We have people watching within South Africa and outside South Africa, in stream sites, in buildings, in homes, in rooms, in different places. Father, in each one of those places, your presence is welcome. We pray that you will minister to us this morning as you've already done through the songs and everything that has happened, have your way this morning. Let fear be crushed in our lives as we socially and seriously distance from it. Take all the glory, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus one more time. So yes, again, I welcome you to this uh, kind of a different type of a service that I'm having this morning. Uh, we're going to, of course, we're going to share the word of the Lord, but you know, I'm not alone here today. I'm here with uh, one of the person that you know very well, I'm sure, and if you don't, you're going to, you know, know her today. I'm here this morning with Dr. Hilda, you know, and come on, everybody, just welcome, you know. Dr. Hilda Amwachi in our midst this morning. Doctor, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Daddy. Thank you. Are, you. You, are, you are welcome. So, Doctor is going to, you know, remember last week, um, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I started teaching on the fear of death, but then I also kind of touched on the fear of COVID, you know, and that people are struggling with, you know, that fear at the moment. And, you know, I thought about it. And one, of, one of the things that causes people, doctor, to actually fear most of the time is not knowing, lack of knowledge, the fact that they don't know. So doctor is here this morning, and we're going to learn a little bit more about corona, the virus, the vaccines, a, a little bit of, you know, just to help you have a proper understanding of what is going on out there. And you will be surprised how, how it will help you to really fight this fear out of your life. So, Doctor, once again, you are welcome to a live experience online. How does it feel like? Most of the time you are watching, now people are watching you. And <laughs> Thank you very much, Daddy. It is such a privilege and an honor to be sitting here with my father, my spiritual daddy. I am honored. I do not take this opportunity for granted. Mm. I want to say thank you for allowing me to come and share some insight and some knowledge on what we're all experiencing because we know we're in a pandemic and we are very confused on what's the way forward. So I just wanted to also enlighten us. And I thank you for this opportunity. Um, and we see that you are preaching the word every week um, with such wisdom and such truth. And you will live... Beyond 70, Daddy. Wow, I could share that in my life. Wow, wow. <laughs> Same with you. <laughs> Same with you. Thank you so much, Doctor. So you've heard me talk about seriously distancing from sin. And a couple of weeks ago, we, we spoke about seriously distancing. Uh, what, what, what was the next? From hell. Yes. And then, of course, last week, like I just mentioned, I started talking about seriously distancing from fear and obviously attached a bit on that fear of COVID and stuff. What, and I think this morning you are here to, so that we can increase our knowledge bank on that particular subject matter. That is very true, Daddy. So we know that in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. That's right. And we, if we don't know, you actually start developing more fear for what you don't know. 
So when you have knowledge, you're actually empowered. And that knowledge leads to you having better understanding on what the subject matter is. And that understanding leads to wisdom. Mm, and mm. wisdom then prevents destruction. Mm. So we need the foundation of knowledge. And even the Bible mentions that, that it prevents destruction when you, when you have that knowledge. So this is a very good platform for us to gain more knowledge today. And with that knowledge, maybe develop wisdom out of it. Wow, wow. I think that is amazing. That is really, 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 really beautiful. Now, Doctor, this uh, pandemic has been going on for one year and six months, probably. I mean, almost one year and a half, one and a half years now we've been on this. You know, when we started with the lockdowns, we were told that uh, just three weeks and it will be over. But it's been going on like forever. And I'm asking myself, doctor, will, are we ever gonna see the end of this tunnel? <laughs> or this is the new normal or what's gonna happen? So Daddy, this question is something that, it's a question that one can actually go back into history mm. and learn from what has happened in the past. Mm. So mm. this is not actually the first pandemic that the world is experiencing. This really? Is, this is actually one of many pandemics that the world has experienced over many centuries. Okay. And the latest pandemic before this one was actually in 1918. It was called the Spanish flu, where people got a very... In, um, very dangerous flu virus, which they named it the Spanish flu. It started in February 20, uh, 1918, and it went through all the way to 1920 April. So it lasted more than two, and two years and a few months mm, mm, before that mm. pandemic um, ended. And it, many lives were lost. Millions of lives were sure. lost in that pandemic. But by God's grace, we are now in 2021, meaning we will overcome and we will see 2050. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shall live and not die. Amen. But it's interesting to see the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. What is it? What has been? And what is and what has been and what shall be? So it's quite interesting to know that, you know, these pandemics, are, it might be new to you and me, but like doctor is saying, 1918... It was a, there was a, another pandemic. So that is really, really, really interesting. So doctor, how, how now this, we, we are dealing with our own. Mm. It's called Corona. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the one we are busy with here. Mm. So how do we protect ourselves? You know, I just want us to say, I know I've been teaching you the word of the Lord. Now, doctor is here today to give you the scientific and the medical perspective so that you can see, you know, what, what we can do you know, to not join that rank of those that were wiped out by the pandemic. So what can one do to prevent themselves from, you know, being infected and all these other things? So, Daddy, we all know the answer to this question, but I think we don't understand the principles behind what has been taught over this past year and a half. Mm -hmm. I know it's been preached to us that we need to social distance. We all know that we need to wash our hands regularly. And we know that we need to wear a face mask that covers over our nose and our mask. But today, I want to dwell more into the principle of the science behind all of these three things. That's right. That has been pushed like in our faces every day. And we sometimes do it properly. And sometimes we're actually not adhering to those principles properly. So once we understand those principles, we actually know why we're doing what we're doing. So firstly, the concept of social distancing, the best form of social distancing is to actually stay at home. If you don't need to go outside, rather enjoy your home, enjoy your environment at home. Because when you go outside, there are many other external factors that you have very little control over in terms of the germs around you, the viruses that you come into contact with. So if you don't need to go and socialize for this season, it's a season that we're in. Stay at home. Another thing about the, the social distancing is that because you're going to be at home more often, please make sure that your home environment is as clean as possible. Tell them. Meaning, cleanliness is godliness. Make sure your house is clean. Let, let, get rid of every germ, every bacteria. Use cleaning agents. Wash the counters. Make sure your laundry is not lying around because those are all sources of infection 
Mm. Especially if your clothes, that your dirty clothes that you wore outside, you have not washed them. The virus is in your clothes and then you touch your clothes, then you infect your hands and then you just keep infecting yourself all the time. So if your house is clean, you are protecting yourself from worse trouble. Okay. Guys, did you, did you just hear, hear that? Did you just hear that? A clean house can actually keep corona away. Just, just, just having a clean environment around you. So these are the things we, you know, I teach these things all the time. The importance of living in a good environment, the importance of having your house tidy and all of those things. And people don't, it's not just the, the, you know, the beauty of it. It's not now, you are not showing us that. There's also a medical you know, aspect on, on, the, on, you know, on, on the whole thing. Very true, Daddy. Because mm. remember, bacteria and viruses are unseen, but they're there. And the only way we can get rid of these things is by actually using what we know, which is soap and water and all these cleaning agents. They kill these bacteria and viruses, but you need to be conscious of the fact that um, you need to stay clean. So your toilet cannot be left unwashed for one week. You need to make a conscious decision to keep clean. Secondly, if you do step outside, try and not um, be in contact, like physical contact unnecessarily. Meaning, if you're going to be in the shopping centers in queues, try and keep a distance of 1.5 meters away from the person in front of you and the person behind you. Sometimes it's difficult because most of these shopping centers can be crowded and um, it's difficult. But just... Go at a time when it's not so busy. Prefer to go at those times as opposed to when everywhere is so busy and so congested. Another thing that you will that will also help in terms of social distancing and cleanliness is that once you spend your time outside, when you're coming home, disinfect yourself so that you don't contaminate the same home that you've cleaned when you come back home with the dirty clothes that you wore outside. So I have basic principles that I apply to myself oh. and I... I'm applying uh, in my family at the moment. When I go outside, I come back home. First thing, I take off my mask. When you take off your mask, you don't touch the contaminated part. You take it off from your ears, throw it in the dustbin. You, that, those are the disposable masks. The face cloths, you can take it off and put it in the wash because it needs to be washed so that all the germs leave it. Okay, so you take off your clothes, you put it in the laundry to be washed urgently. Make sure you have a shower. When you shower, you've washed everything, all the germs on your body, all the viruses that were potential exposure to your nose and your mouth, which are easy ports of entry, has basically washed off with a, just, just a simple shower, just a basic shower or a basic bath. But doctor, we've got, <laughs> we've got brad, brethren that are watching and somebody is asking himself, doctor, now I don't have a shower in, in the house where I stay. Now you are saying that as soon as I come back, <laughs> I must take a shower. From where? So maybe let's talk about what, what do such, what do, in such circumstances. Daddy, what, what? Always, you can always make a plan. So if you don't have a shower, you have a bucket. Mm -hmm. Fill it up with nice water that, will, that you're comfortable with the temperature. If you, if you like warm water, make it warm. Make sure you have soap and water. That's all you need. Mm. With something to scrub yourself. Scrub yourself from head to toe. Rinse yourself from head to toe. Clean yourself with a clean washed towel. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you understand that you're using clean things and you're not reusing dirty things. So you just need to be conscious of yourself in respect to your environment and what you're exposed to. So if you get to your house, let's say you, you, you touched your mask while you were in town because it wasn't covering your nose and you, your, your, you, you touched your, 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 your mask to cover your nose, your hands are now contaminated. If those same hands touch your clothes, your clothes are now contaminated. That's why the, the, the principle is rather just get rid of everything that could have been potential contamination around you. Meaning if you're driving in your car and you have not washed your car in three weeks, there could be viruses and germs in your car. So just stay clean. That's the principle. And you see, what that means is, since you might not be able to keep going out, coming, washing, going out, stay home. <laughs> Rich. That will help you a lot because now you understand that some, some of, in some of our areas, even water is a problem. Yeah. You might not realize that the water you need to keep cleaning is not even there. 
So just stay home, minimize contact. That is going to help you. Now, some of you are there thinking, but if people are touching, people have faith. We have faith. Faith without action is dead. So we are trying to bring a bit of actions to what we are doing so that we are responsible. As we can see, we've lost a lot of lives and we're just trying to give you a bit of understanding on what you can do, what you and I can do to just get things going as you are building your faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Another thing, Daddy, that I wanted to mention about taking care of your mask. You know, some people have maybe one mask. Some people have maybe two masks that they've been wearing since last year. Mm. If it's a face mask that you can rewash, it's fine to have two masks. The only thing is that when you've worn a mask today, that same mask must not be worn tomorrow if you haven't washed it and ironed it. Hey. So the, making sure that your mask is clean and hygienic <laughs> is a very important principle. Wearing a dirty mask from yesterday or the day before, that mask can make you more sick than not wearing a mask. So please, when you get home, wash your mask. When it's dry, iron it with a warm iron so it can kill all the germs before you wear it the next day. It's very necessary. Mask hygiene. No, I think we've been living by grace. <laughs> with, what I'm, with what I'm hearing here now, we've been surviving by the grace of the, and the mercies of the Lord. <laughs> Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. He's been helping us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Well, now, doctor, I, I want to ask you another question. Let's say, for example, somebody now, you know, they are in that situation where they're not feeling a bit fluish, mm -hmm. or somebody in the house where they stay. Mm -hmm. Maybe we might have somebody watching right now, you're feeling a bit fluish, or you know somebody in the house that's kind of fluish. What do we do in such cases? Okay, so firstly, it means that the social distancing, the hand washing, and the mask didn't work. Didn't work, yeah. But there's always hope. Remember, we're bringing a message of hope to the nations. Okay, so if you have flu, first thing is don't panic. You just need to follow certain principles so that we decrease the risk of you ever landing up in hospital. Mm. So the first thing is that what is a flu? Some people don't really know what a flu is. And they're not sure, is a flu corona? Is corona a flu? The truth is, coronavirus and flu-like symptoms are exactly the same. So we cannot, just looking at you, say you have corona or you have a normal flu that is not corona. Mm. The only way you'll know that your symptoms that are flu-like symptoms, which is the runny nose, the headache, the fever, when you feel very fatigued, you feel very tired all the time. And then we notice that with corona, Earlier last year, people were having loss of taste and smell. That was with the beta variant. But now we have a new variant called delta variant. With the loss of taste and smell, is not so prevalent like before. Mm. So the delta variant just basically has just flu-like symptoms, which is just headache, runny nose, fatigue. You might be coughing. Some people struggle to breathe. So it, it all has it comes in different levels and different degrees. And as the days progress, different people start experiencing different symptoms. So once you start experiencing these symptoms, the best thing will be to actually get a diagnosis. Go and test. Go and find out, is this even corona or not? And there are so many testing stations around. In the government hospitals, they, or they have set up COVID testing stations where they do a PCR test. The PCR test checks the RNA virus of the coronavirus. So it's very accurate. If it's positive, you definitely have the COVID virus. And if you are the confirmed positive, don't fear. Just mm, go home mm. and isolate. So it's important to know that uh, testing positive with COVID is not a death sentence. It's not a death it sentence. It doesn't mean you are dying. Amen. Doesn't mean you are dead. That's, that's not what it means. Mm. It just means you have flu, corona flu. If I'm not... If, if, Flu-like symptoms, which is caused by the coronavirus. By the coronavirus. <laughs> Yes. On medical terms. Please, mm. doctor, continue. So, testing positive for coronavirus, it will help us in our diagnosis on how we're going to treat you because if we don't test, we don't know what we're treating. We don't know the demons that we're facing. So, it actually helps us know what to do if you are struggling with certain symptoms. So, with that positive test, the first thing is you're isolating for 10 to 14 days because in that time, you can be easily spreading the virus to other people. 
Even some people are spreading the virus, they don't have any symptoms. So imagine you who has symptoms, you're spreading it way faster. And with the Delta variant, it spreads way faster than the variant that was the beta variant last year. So in the best interest of the public and in the best interest of your family, rather isolate. But I also advise that don't go to the pharmacy to get over-the-counter medication for flu. I will advise that if you are confirmed COVID positive, seek medical advice from a medical practitioner, someone who, who has a bit of more insight on how we are currently trying to treat COVID. Because there's a lot of research going on at the moment and a lot of different medications that are still undergoing a lot of trials. But we can tell you on some of these medications, which has to be approved by a medical practitioner if you consent to them. So rather than go and see a medical practitioner, get the best treatment, instead of you trying to treat yourself over the counter and wasting money at a pharmacy for general flu medication, which won't work. That's just personal advice that I've noticed people will need. And then once you start that medication in your house, you just monitor yourself, see how you progress through throughout the time. Uh. The reality is that um, 85% of people who are confirmed COVID positive will actually not ever land up in a hospital, which is the huge majority wow, of people. Wow, that's a big number. Which is did, very did you good. hear that, people of God? Like 85% of people that will be confirmed to have COVID will not even end up in the hospital in the first place. That tells you that there's so much hope out there that information alone is enough for you to not fear the way you are fearing this thing. We're not saying become irresponsible, but please do not allow, because like I told you last Sunday, actually fear has killed people more than the disease itself. That's why this, this particular program is here today, to give you that knowledge so you understand that, you know, having the virus, having, being, um, uh, diagnosed with COVID doesn't mean you are dead. It doesn't mean you're going to die. No. You still have a lot of chance to live and to live very, very long. Sorry, doctor, you can continue. No problem, Daniel. Thank you for encouraging us, Spirit. Because in this time, you need to stay strong. Your body has an immune system, and that immune system depends on what you actually feed it. So in this time while you're at home, I, I, I encourage everybody, every, everybody, whether you have corona or not, eat healthy foods. Mm. Healthy foods is a balanced diet which has a lot of green leafy vegetables, which has your Sunday six colors together. Make the effort to eat healthy. Mm. It's not the time to be eating unhealthy and eating junk, and junk food. Make a conscious decision to eat food that will bring health to your body because those healthy foods have certain vitamins which has been proven to help fight the virus using your own body cells. So the vitamins that we aim for, we know that vitamin C, which is we find in citrus fruits like oranges, tangerines, the nachis that we love, Vitamin C, a good dose of it, helps fight the virus. Another thing that we get from the green leafy vegetables and all the other veggies is the zinc, the vitamin D, which we get from the sun, being in sunlight, and selenium. Though all those vitamins are known to help in terms of fighting the virus. Most people can't afford adding extra supplements of multivitamins, but all those vitamins you can actually get from eating healthy. So make the conscious decision when you go to the shop, instead of buying biscuits, buy more vegetables, buy mm. more fruits. Mm. 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 Yeah. So while you're at home eating healthy and taking care of yourself and you're isolating, I will advise, if you can afford it, there's a device that we medical practitioners will love if you had it in your home, but not everybody can afford it, but it's a luxury for those who can. And it helps us know how well you're doing because that device is called a saturation monitor. And it's since the start of COVID, it has become more available to the public. Before, it was only found in the hospital settings. But it's a small device that you place on your finger, and it tells you how fast your heart is beating. It tells you how well you're breathing. For those who can afford such devices, get one and just check the numbers. If your, if your heart rate is above 100, it means your heart is beating too fast. If your saturation goes below 92, it means that you're not breathing so well and there's not enough oxygen entering your brain. 
So it's just better for you to then seek medical advice or go to your, your nearest clinic just to get them to reassess with their own saturation monitor and assist you if there's any problems. So those are all things that new technology that we are starting to use to help know when someone is not doing well at home. Mm. But if you're not doing well at home, there's also things that you yourself can see that you're not doing well at home if you don't have a saturation monitor. For example, you realize that you're struggling to breathe. For those that get severe COVID, they struggle to get air in, and then they, they, their tiredness is not just normal tiredness. They can't get out of bed, and their heart is beating very fast. If you see that your symptoms are getting way worse to that degree, rather get to a hospital and get reassessed for them to then confirm if you need to be admitted or if they can just let you go back home on extra medication. Mm. So don't stay at home when you're not doing better. Rather seek medical attention. The hospitals are very full, but we are still helping people. We can't reject anyone. So let's protect ourselves and let's continue to live the principles that we know will work in this mm. season. Of course, this is just adding to your spiritual activities, you know, your praying, your seeking God, all those things that you believe that you already know you're doing. But this is also just to give you a good, 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 good medical foundation. I hope you are enjoying this um, insight that uh, is coming today to help us. And I, and I want to encourage you to, you know, now that you see what is going on this morning, why don't you call, you know, your family members? Why don't you tell them to go on Facebook? Why don't you tell them to go on YouTube? Why don't you tell them to, you know, tune in? Because this is very, very good information. You know, you might have to go to, to the hospital and go through a lot of cues before you can hear what you are hearing now. But God has blessed ABC. We have doctors in the house, and we are receiving this just like this. You are having a free, a free uh, medical consultation and a free medical advice this morning just like that because God loves you. Amen? Amen. Awesome, awesome. Doctor, and you know, I just wanted to also find out from you. You know, we, we've been hearing about, you know, I understand all, you know, the, the, the precautions that we have to take, you know, to try to prevent the whole thing. But there seems to be also a vaccine that has been released that is going in the system. And I wanted us to talk a bit about that because we have uh, a lot of misconceptions on that subject. And there's also a lot of, um, you know, conspiracy theories. People feel that there's something behind the vaccine. Um, there's, there's a lot of agenda behind the vaccine and so forth. So a lot of believers are not sure exactly whether they should take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. And I'm sure somebody is watching this morning and wondering, if I was asked to take the vaccine, what should my response be? What would you say to us? Okay, Pastor. So I want us to actually understand how the vaccine was made what they use to make the vaccine so that you understand that the vaccine is actually quite safe. So the vaccine was made with new technology, which was made with RNA. So the RNA is a messenger RNA, which um, is then injected on your right upper arm into your body. It, it, it introduces to your body a, 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 a substance called messenger RNA. When your body sees this messenger RNA, it then absorbs, the cells in your body absorbs this messenger RNA, and it produces a substance called the spike protein. So that protein that the body has now produced because of the messenger RNA, that protein then alerts the body to then start making like a defense force, a defense mechanism. And, though, and that defense mechanism is what we call the antibodies. So your body starts building a lot of antibodies, things to fight against that spike protein. And when the body builds all those antibodies, now that spike protein will be destroyed by your body. And in a way, because of this mRNA that has entered your body, after all of these things where the spike protein is destroyed by your body, that mRNA that was injected through the vaccine is also destroyed by your body. It does not enter the nucleus of your cell at all. And the nucleus of your cell is what has your DNA. It does not affect your DNA at all. The only just messenger RNA that enters the cell to produce a spike protein and then is destroyed. So now that we have the spike protein that is produced and the defense force of the body is now on alert 
and the antibodies are now built. It's almost like you, your body has now has a trial run for when the real virus actually comes close to you. It knows high. But I know the spike protein. It was here before. Through the vaccine, how we can defeat it. So now when you get vaccinated um, and you actually get exposed to a real coronavirus, your body doesn't over... over uh, the response is much faster and your body doesn't get so sick. So yes, when you get vaccinated, you can get coronavirus again. It doesn't mean that you're vaccinated so you can never get coronavirus. But you, your chances of landing up in ICU because of severe corona is very, very, very slim. And that's what we're trying to prevent that. You can get coronavirus and have more normal flu-like symptoms and move on with your life. And mm -hmm. things get back to normal. So I think that's why society is now promoting vaccination so that the fear of coronavirus can leave our system and this pandemic can end. So our aim is to get 70% of South Africa vaccinated. Mm -hmm. That is the only way we can get a concept of what we call herd immunity. Once 70% of the population is vaccinated, then the other 30% that is not vaccinated is actually protected by the 70% that is actually vaccinated. So the effect of the virus is less compared to when there's so much of the population that's not vaccinated and people are just landing up in ICU because of severe COVID. We're trying to prevent severe COVID. So currently we are at the statistics of 5%. We have a long way to go. We had 5%. We still have 65% of our population to vaccinate. Mm, but mm, we mm. need to keep pushing the concept of vaccination through knowledge. And I know people are scared because of all this false news that is going on. But it's only knowledge that will make you and then start understanding how the vaccine works, which will then give you the wisdom to make the decision as to when, whether to vaccinate or not. Mm. Wow. That is, that is a lot to take in, isn't it? That is a lot to take in. And, you know, um, I think what I'm picking up from there is that it seems like the, the vaccine enters your body and helps your body prepares to, to prepare anti, um, antibodies. antibodies. Mm. So that when the real virus gets in the body, it's like your body has had a rehearsal. Your body has had practice. Then it cannot fight. I did you a good size student. Yeah, well so it, it cannot <laughs> fight and defeat <laughs> and defeat those viruses. And you see, so and I think it's important that what Doctor what just said because we've had those cases. We've had cases of people, um, uh, you know, that actually got vaccinated and then they got infected. And so it was a bit confusing. People didn't understand. Uh, it doesn't necessarily stop the actual infection, but it stops it from degenerating into, you know, all those other uh, levels. Mm -hmm. So we, you can still, I mean, the antibodies will not be able to fight and destroy it. That is in case you get, you know, you, you, you catch it in any case, praise the Lord. Amen. So are, are there any side effects to, to, to the vaccine? You know, like if I get vaccinated, will there be some side effects to the whole thing? Yes, daddy. So some people, not everybody, some people do experience some few common side effects. It's almost like you start experiencing the same flu-like symptoms as though there was actually a flu that was never really there. But it doesn't usually last very long. Most people will start experiencing maybe a small headache or a minor fever that day of, of the vaccine or might have a runny nose. But those ones, those symptoms can easily be let um, go by getting over-the-counter medication for those specific symptoms and that should easily let those symptoms go away. So with that, I encourage over-the-counter medication because it's nothing that should cause an alarm. We expect those kind of symptoms in some people, but most people don't even have any symptoms after vaccination. Okay, thank you so much. Well, now, um, this is important that I ask you this question because there's been instances of people dying after getting vaccinated. I've heard a few cases like that. Not too many, but I did hear a few cases of people that got vaccinated and after getting vaccinated, there was a sudden death. So the question becomes, what causes that? And can just anybody get vaccinated? Or is it something that you need to check yourself before you get vaccinated. Like, what, what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Daddy, we need to make informed decisions. So, mm. firstly, not everybody is eligible to vaccinate. Vaccination is for people that 
firstly, if they have chronic medications, they need to make sure that they are controlled on their medication. Because remember, you are now triggering an immune response. So you're kind of in a way making your body sick for a short period of time. And if you, let's say you have hypertension, you have diabetes, you have epilepsy, mm. and those things are not controlled. Mm. And now you're making your body worse off being more sick with, the, with, exactly. with more illness, mm. you'll land up deteriorating faster. So if you have chronic illnesses like hypertension, diabetes, epilepsy, please make sure that you are taking your correct dose mm. every day. Mm. Make sure that you have gone for a checkup at your clinic to confirm that you are currently well-controlled, you are doing well, your blood pressures are within normal limits. Then I encourage you to get vaccinated. Mm. And make sure that you don't have any... Some people have something what we call severe allergic reactions where they easily react to substances. Those ones will be cautious with when we're vaccinating because we don't want them to ever get into a state called anaphylactic shock. But everybody that is vaccinated, there is a place where everybody sits for 15 minutes. We observe you to confirm that you're not getting any signs of an anaphylactic shock before you go home. So we, there's medical personnel that observe everybody that's vaccinated for a period of time to confirm everybody's safe and then goes home. So more, almost there's hardly any occurrences of anaphylactic shock, but it's something that we are aware of and the medical personnel is prepared for if it was to ever happen. But I encourage that get vaccinated when you know that you are healthy, when you know that you, you are well controlled on your chronic medication. Don't be sick and get vaccinated. Mm. I don't know if you know, but children, children get immunized when they're babies. And when the children are going for the immunization, it's exactly the same concept. We introduce inactive viruses into their system and it forms an immune response. So some children that night after they immunize, they get a fever and then it goes away and then they're fine. But it's, in a way, we're trying to train their body that these illnesses, you must never get them. If you get them, you must fight them early. So it's the same concept with the vaccination as well. Mm. But we don't immunize sick children. If a child is coughing, we'll say, wait for the flu to or the cough to go away before we vaccinate. So mm. another thing that we need to mention is that anyone that has had confirmed coronavirus between the past one to three months, some people say one month, some people say three months, should not get vaccinated because your body has already built that immunity from that coronavirus that you had one month ago. Mm. So you have to wait for some time for that immunity to at least go down again before we re-vaccinate you. You understand? So if mm. you have had coronavirus flu-like symptoms in the past one month, wait that month from one month to three months before you actually get the vaccine. Okay? Powerful. Powerful. Well, now... I think I'm beginning to understand, um, you know, the cases of this death after, after vaccination. Because you now realize that when the vaccine is not a cure, the vaccine comes to activate your body to learn to fight. Mm. So it has to make you kind of a bit sick. Mm. Do you understand? So that your body can, 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 can identify the problem. and, and so. During that time when your body is a little bit trying to adjust to what's going on, if that particular situation finds that there was already a pre-existing condition of sickness in your body, that is where the problem comes in. When it's not controlled. When it's, yeah, when it's not controlled. When it's not, yeah, exactly, when it's not controlled. So I think the best advice, like you've said, doctor, is that before you go you know, to, to get vaccinated, do a proper checkup, check yourself, make sure that you are okay, that everything is in line. Because sometimes you can carry sickness in you and you're not aware because the, sign, the signs are not there. But when you go and now provoke the body, then that, I think that's what has happened to a couple of people is that they didn't know that there was a condition in them or they didn't know how severe it was. Mm. And when they went and got vaccinated, then the vaccine triggered those things at a very high level and then they couldn't very true, Daddy. So once you know that you're a healthy individual, it decreases your risk of any complications. Mm. And there's the vaccine is known to be safe. Mm. So it's mm. just better to, to get vaccinated if you're eligible. That's right. All right. So um, I just wanted to also now find, let me see if I have something else that I would like to. So, so who, who can get vaccinated? So currently, um, as of um, this present moment, anyone... 
50 and older can get vaccinated. But from the, from the 1st of August, anyone 35 years and older can get vaccinated. So we see we are going through the ages. And hopefully, if you're a young individual, you will get to the youth very soon. Mm. <laughs> but um, I am encouraging all our 35-year-olds and older to please get vaccinated because the current variant with the Delta variant is not um, as we thought coronavirus was in the beginning of the pandemic. It actually is affecting children. It's affecting young people. We are seeing much younger population in ICU. Very true. So I have personal friends of 31-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 20-something-year-olds that land up in ICU. And it's, it's almost, we cannot always tell who's going to land up in the severe form. So if you can prompt your body to get activated against the coronavirus, do so. Wonderful, wonderful. Brothers and sisters, Dr. Hilda, come on, put your hands together. I believe that uh, it's been a very, very insightful and, you know, blessed acknowledging, if, if there's a social word, uh, session. Uh, you know, Doctor, can, can, can I ask you a personal question? Ooh, daddy. Yes, daddy, let's hear it. <laughs> Are you vaccinated yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's asking us to get vaccinated. I'm asking her. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> hey, daddy, you're putting me on the spot. But I am not yet vaccinated. Um, the reason is because, remember, we all have individual profiles. I'm, by God's grace, God has blessed me with a wonderful son. I am a lactating mother. So I and am... that's his picture <laughs> coming on the screen. Please put your hands together. That is little baby Manuel. You know, he just came to this world this year, actually. Yes. This very year. Yeah, so we are very excited about it. Yes, go on. So I'm exclusively breastfeeding. So there's still studies going on about breastfeeding moms, pregnant moms, um, that um, whether they, sh they are eligible for vaccination or not. And so far, the small studies that have been done so far, it's not a lot of studies, have proven the vaccine to be safe for them. But obviously, they want to enroll those kind of studies to be larger studies before it's an official that breastfeeding moms and pregnant moms can be vaccinated. Mm. But mine is a bit of a catch for you too because I'm also a healthcare worker and I'm always coming into contact with COVID patients. So I actually can make the decision to vaccinate soon. I do plan on vaccinating soon, but I am seeking physician consult myself. And when my physician gives me a heads up, I'm getting vaccinated, daddy. Awesome, awesome. Not a problem at all. Mm -hmm. And then another question, uh, since you've been dealing with all these COVID cases and stuff, mm -hmm. have, you, have you had corona already? <laughs> or do you have corona as you are sitting here next to me? <laughs> This one, I can be sitting here next to a patient. <laughs> Surprising enough, the Lord has been gracious upon me um, and my family. And since the start of the pandemic last year, March, till this year as we speak, I testify to say I have not had any flu-like symptoms or had any flu episode. Wow. And I can only good. give all glory to God. What a mighty God I can only go, do as much as I know to mm. protect myself, but it is God who determines the rest. And I can only give all glory to him that he has protected me my, mm. and my family. And we continue to trust him to continue to do so. And, you know, Pastor preached about it's these signs are for those who believe. That's right. And I believe that you too can experience the same grace. Doctor works with COVID patients on a daily basis. She takes some of them to ICU. But look what the Lord has done. God has preserved her this entire time. A year and a half now. No flu symptoms, no nothing. Of course, she does the things that she's tell telling us. You know, she practices what she preaches. I've visited her house a couple of times, and I can tell you that she does most of these things. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, come and tell us more about those things, <laughs> you see. So uh, it's really a blessing. Doctor, thank you so much. Uh, I believe that people have been blessed this morning. We've learned a lot about what can happen, and especially, you know, that being diagnosed with COVID doesn't mean you're going to die necessarily. It doesn't mean you're going to die. It doesn't. It doesn't. Please do not allow the enemy to lie to you. It is that fear 
that has caused so much havoc, has made so many people, you know, lose hope, lose faith, and, you know, even lose money that they were not supposed to lose. So realize that there is hope for you and for me. Uh, we are living in difficult times. I mean, for me to take an entire service to talk about this, and, you know, you have to think about it. Something that has kept the world on a standstill for one year and a half. Why shouldn't we talk about we should We should come to terms to, with the thing we need to talk about this because this thing has stopped our world. It has closed churches. You know, it's important to understand a little bit more about it. I think it's about time we stop taking this thing for granted. It has really caused a lot of commotion. So that's why we took this service today, just to lift that fear of you, you know, not necessarily with so much scriptures, but, you know, with knowledge, just knowledge that you can use tomorrow, right after this service, you know. I think what you should start by doing is by washing the, the face mask that you are now wearing or throwing it away, because some of us, the face masks have already given up, but you are <laughs> continuing to bring them, call them back for duty, calling them back for duty, you know. So I guess it's important to realize that it's not just about the face mask. The face mask must be clean. That's what I've learned. That's what I'm learning here today. That don't just put something there to say, I'm wearing a mask. You can be wearing a case right there because the thing, the thing is carrying a lot. More, it, you will even be better off without it than to be wearing it. Because some of those masks, I mean, they are really, it's a problem. So let's wash them and God will be glorified. As we close this morning, I just want to give you one or two more things that can help us um, fight the fear. Praise the Lord. So Amen. we've learned the first step. Get knowledge on the thing you fear. The more knowledge you have on the thing you are afraid of, whatever it is, you will be surprised and on how you're going to start gaining power over that thing. Most of your fear is controlled by ignorance. Ignorance makes us fearful, steal our confidence. So please understand that it's good to know something. Amen. Amen. But fear is not an emotion. We know that from the Bible in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear of power, love, and of a sound man. So we know that fear is not just something you are feeling. Fear is actually a spirit. And if I have taught you anything in this church, I have taught you that spirits influence people. Spirits control people. So once the spirit of fear enters a person, few things start happening. Number one, the Bible says that God has given us the spirit of power of love and of a sound man. Brothers and sisters, those three things that I mentioned there are the three things that fear attacks in your life when it's there. Number one, fear attacks power. And what is power? That's courage. You wanting to go out and doing something. I'm sure you've noticed that when you are afraid, you don't move much. Your power life gets affected by fear. That's the first thing. Once fear is in, power is out. So you will not be able to stand on stage and sing that song even though you rehearse it the whole night because fear has taken away the power. Fear has taken away the courage. An entire uh, nation was given a land with promises and prophecies, but fear stop so many of them from entering that land. They were afraid of the giants and they couldn't enter the land. No wonder God told Joshua, be of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. What is courage? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the mastery of fear. In other words, I'm afraid, but I'm still doing what I'm doing. That is what we call courage. Courage means that I'm afraid of this person, but I'm still going to go and talk to this person. When, when you do that, then we say you are courageous. Courageous doesn't mean there's no fear. Courage means there's a lot of fear, but I'm still pushing to do the thing I'm supposed to do. 
No, I'm not saying to you the same thing that God told Joshua. Be courageous. Be courageous. Don't let fear control your life. Many times fear will come and say you can't do this, you can't go here, you can't achieve this, you can't become this. That is when you need to call on courage and say, you know what, I'm feeling the fear, there's no doubt about it, but I'm going to go beyond the fear and I'm still going to do what God wants me to do. Hallelujah. The second thing, the presence of fear attacks is love. God has not given the spirit of fear, the, 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 the spirit of power of love. Love is the absence of confidence and the absence of self-esteem. And that is another byproduct of fear. Once fear is at work, one of the things that will go down is self-esteem, self-confidence. It will give way to things like timidity. And this is best represented in the book of Genesis chapter 3. The moment fear entered, shame entered. I heard your voice and I hid behind the trees because I was afraid. It kills confidence. It kills self-esteem. When you see a person that does not believe in themselves, that person is controlled by the spirit of fear. There's a spirit of fear controlling the person, telling the person you are not good enough, telling the person people will not like you. The person has the fear of being rejected, and that fear of being rejected is giving them a low esteem of themselves. It's fear. All of those things are variants of fear. Once fear is there, there will be no power. And once fear is there, there will be no love. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. So when there is love, there is no fear. Because love, fear has to do with punishment. But the one who is perfected in love has no fear. So fear affects your love, your love life. Fear affects your power life. Then fear affects your love life. When people are afraid, they become jealous. Jealousy is a byproduct of fear. I'm afraid that somebody will take this from me. I'm afraid that somebody will do this for me. And then that fear is causing jealousy. The Bible says, and Saul was afraid of David. And in, through our scriptures, one of the classical stories of jealousy is Saul and David. But the Bible is amazing to tell us that Saul was afraid of David. He was afraid of him. Now, every time you are afraid of somebody, don't be surprised that you become jealous of the person. Sometimes jealousy is actually an expression of the fear you have towards the person. You are actually afraid of this person. That's why you are jealous of that, that person. You are afraid that the person will take your place. You are afraid that the person will shine brighter than you. You are afraid that the person will get better results than you. And that fear in you is expressing itself through jealousy. May you be delivered from the spirit of jealousy in the name of Jesus. Lastly, the presence of fear affects a sound mind. Wherever there is fear, there will not be a sound mind. There will be a worried mind. Every time you worry, there's something you are afraid of. Just check carefully. Every time you are worried, it's not just worry, it's fear. Fear expresses itself in the mind through worry. It's that like I worry about this. No, I'm actually afraid that this is going to happen. So because I'm afraid that this is going to come, I'm worrying, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. Listen to what Jesus told Martha. Martha, Martha, you are worried about many things. You are worried about, you are moving around. The whole time Jesus is sitting there, Mary is coming to listen to Jesus, but Martha is up and down, up and down, up and down. Up and, hey, she, she doesn't have peace. No peace. She's worried. She's worried about this, she's worried about that, and her worry has not made her to want to make everybody worried. She's even telling Jesus, why are you sitting here with this woman? Why can't you ask her to come and help me? Come and help you. Come and help me worry the way I'm worrying. She must come and worry with me. 
that is, that is a manifestation of fear. Worry is a manifestation of fear. Please learn that today. Learn that today. Worry is a manifestation or an expression of fear. Another, another expression of that fear, uh, let me see what I can add. So we don't have time. I mean, I have so many things to teach you, but we don't have time to go all of that. Depression. Depression. Let me tell you something. Depression is not just a, a, a feeling or, you know, like dark thoughts at people. Think. Let me, this is, a, we talk about a sound mind. Depression happens in the mind. And that is a fear that you are not accepted. Nobody loves you. And you know you are not good enough. Like you are, you are afraid of not being something that you thought you could be. And it has brought hopelessness in your life. And despair. And it has landed you into depression. So the Bible talks about the spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit. It's, it's a variant. We're talking about Delta variant. This is, this is a variant of fear. Yeah. It's a variant. So please understand that fear is not just... That's why we can't just stop at knowledge level. Because you are dealing with a spirit. No matter what you know. If you don't know how to deal with spirits, you will never succeed. Whenever fear is there, number one, there will be no power. Number two, there will be no love. Number three, there will be no peace. So check the presence of fear in your life by three, these three things. Number one, power or courage. Let me say, when I say no power, I say no courage. There will be no courage. Then there will be no self-esteem or no confidence. And then there will be no peace. Check those three things. That will help you assess the presence of fear. And how do I deal with the fear in my life? Number one, we saw that you need to learn something about the fear. Number two, close all the entry gates fear uses to attack you. There are three major ent entry gates fear uses to enter your life, or Satan uses to bring fear to you. Number one, your eyes. What you watch. What you watch. Brothers and sisters, make no mistake. The things you watch, evil spirits, the spirit of fear enters through what you see. Mm? The Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. The eye is the lamp of the body. What you watch and also what you have experienced. What has happened to you. Some of my dear sisters that are watching this morning, you got raped. And that particular experience left a certain fear in you. That is how the fear entered. Through that experience that you saw or that you witnessed or you were a part of. That's how the fear entered. And years later, you are still struggling with the fear because of that thing you watch or that thing that happened. Number two, what you hear. What you hear. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2, the spirit entered me when he said to me. So what you hear can actually bring a spirit in you. Number three, what you say. Praise the Lord. It is the spirit that who gives life Flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirits. So words are spirits. You can speak fear into your life. You can speak fear into your life. So close those gates in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number three, cast the spirit of fear out. Amen. It's a spirit. Jesus says that these are the signs. They will cast spirits out. So sometimes lay hands on yourself and say, I bind the spirit of fear from my life. I cast it out of my life in the name of Jesus. Please don't tolerate that spirit in your life. It's a spirit. And spirits must be cast out. Hallelujah. You must cast them out. Number four, expose yourself to preaching. Why? 
Jesus told us that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives. And fear holds people captive. And the preaching sets people free. Why? The Bible says that the word of the Lord is the sword of the Spirit. So when the word of God is being preached, a sword is being released. And that sword can cut every evil spirit that is operating in your life. You will be surprised that if you are listening to preaching a lot, fear will disappear from your life. The more you listen to the word, the more bold you become. Because the spirit of boldness starts entering you. Receive the spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus. Lastly, live in the presence of the Lord. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? You are with me. Practice the presence of God. And how do you practice the presence of God? Number one, live a life of obedience. Obedience attracts God in your world. Disobedience takes God away from your world. Now, how do I know this? John 8, verse 29. He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. Why? For I always do those things that please him. He has not left me because I always do those things that please him. When you obey God, God will never leave you. God will always be there. So learn those things that please the Father. Learn those things that please the Father. As long as you do those things that please the Father, just like Jesus, the Father will never leave you. Yeah, his presence will always be with you. And one of the things that the presence of God does, the presence of God takes away fear. Do I walk through the veil? I fear no evil. You are with me. You are with me. You are with me. The second thing that brings the presence of God down is prayer. The Lord is near to all who call on him. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To those who call on him in truth. Hallelujah. When you have a strong prayer life, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the prayers you pray when you are at church. No, the prayers that you only pray when we are all praying. No, I'm talking about your own personal prayer life where you enter the room by yourself and you are talking to the Father. You are closing your door and you are there with him, just the two of you. That is how he comes. Not these things where you are only praying when it's a corporate prayer and then with you yourself, you don't even know what you are saying. You are just making noise. No, I'm talking about you and him. You miss him and you enter your room and you close the door and you start talking to him. That's where the presence comes from. Lastly, preaching the gospel will always attract Jesus. Will always attract the presence of God. Matthew 28 verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things that I have, have, uh, everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. I am with you always to the very end of the age. Surely, he says, surely, if you do this, I am surely with you always. This is how you secure the presence of Jesus. You secure his presence by obeying him. You secure his presence by spending time in prayer. You secure his presence by preaching the gospel, going out, going out. And guess what? This year, we are going. Amen. And we are preaching. Amen. I see fear living your life forever. Amen. I see fear coming out of your life forever. Amen. You shall not die in the valley. Amen. You shall rise and you shall shine with the glory of the Lord. Amen. We are out of time, but I'm telling you, God is not done with us. Amen. Next week, I'm starting a new series. <laughs> Don't miss it. I call it money must obey. Amen. Make sure you are there. The whole month, money must obey. Tell your neighbor, money must obey. Money must obey. Money must obey. Prepare yourself. Prepare your notes. Money will obey you. In the name of Jesus. Gone are the days where you are the one obeying money. You are saving money. No, money must save you. Money must be your servant. No more your master. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Hallelujah. I quickly want to pray for somebody that is watching this morning. You are not born again. I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you don't know Jesus, listen to me. Everything I've spoken about, everything we shared here today, if you don't know Jesus, it means nothing. It's zero. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you want to be born again, from wherever you are, please, at the count of three, just raise your right hand. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want my life to be transformed. I want my sins forgiven. God bless you. You can take your hands down. And if you are watching, you are saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I've heard the word. I think I'm crippled by fear. I want this thing out of my life. Well, God is going to help us today. You can also join in the prayer. I want to pray right now. I want you to come in my life to Christ. Raise your right hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Let's pray. Please repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin. To serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. For forgiving me. For saving me. From today, I will live for you. Fearless. I seriously distance myself from sin from hell, from shame, and from fear. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life.